0: And I can't wait to hear your podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Now go out there and make some podcasts. to the sunday edition of the whitfield report yes you heard that right this is the sunday edition of the podcast and i am your host sam whitfield as always recording uh here in south florida and i want to thank you so much for joining me tonight uh or in the past present future hour whenever you're listening to this Uh, For those of you who are wondering why I'm doing a uh, Sunday podcast as opposed to a uh, Saturday podcast, I did do a uh, live stream last night on the YouTube channel, however, it wound up not being very uh, political, it wound up more or less me just interacting with the chat, and that is part of the fun of YouTube, uh, just kind of having a non sensical show every once in a while Uh, politics can kind of get grating and kind of get boring and uh, you know it's fun interacting with the chat and kind of goofing off every once in a while on a live stream but that's not really conducive to an audio uh, podcast so I figured I would just do one for you guys here uh, on Sunday, Sunday evening is when I'm recording this, so uh, some of you guys, if you're night owls, will hear this uh, tonight, uh, a lot of you will hear this on Monday, um, e- morning or uh, you know afternoon or evening, depending on when you're able to listen to podcasts in general. Um. So, I don't have a jam-packed show tonight. This is actually going to be a pretty short uh, podcast. Once again, I realize I've been doing shorter audio podcasts. And, uh, you know, I haven't really been doing too many, uh, you know, audio and video podcasts simultaneously. Part of that is because YouTube, uh, you know, is going through uh, major... Workarounds lately No one really seems to be sure What's going on with YouTube These days But hopefully uh, things will get strained out soon In the meantime I do enjoy putting out audio exclusive episodes For you guys um, So And I hope you enjoy them as well And judging from the download numbers That I've been getting uh, It seems like it So uh Anyway The topic of Today's episode, I guess, um, is actually me kind of answering a question that I've received a lot lately in uh, tweets and uh, in some of you guys who have written into my website um, too. A lot of uh, people have been asking, Sam, why haven't you covered the Democrat uh, primary more? Uh, why have we been talk, talking about that more? It seems like you would be interested. And, uh, there's a very good reason why I've, why I've been talking about that. I'll get to that in a sec. Uh, first off, I want to plug a friend's podcast, and, uh, i plugged him here before, and he hasn't, uh, offered me any money or any, you know, kickbacks or anything like that to Uh, promote his podcast but if you're interested in hearing more about the Democrat primary uh, you know from a conservative or libertarian perspective uh, as always I have to plug Wright Ian's podcast Uh, he hosts ION 2020 which is another great podcast out there so I highly recommend you uh, check his podcast out if you are really interested in the uh, the specific minute details of the uh, Democrat primaries so far. But uh, truth be told, ladies and gentlemen, it's not that I'm not interested in the primaries. I have been watching some of the Democrat primary stuff, but honestly, at this point, ladies and gentlemen, I don't really feel like there's anything that I can contribute uh, to the commentary field. At this point, which may seem shocking to some of you guys, because I'm a podcaster and a political commentator, but here's the way I see: it. I see the, I see the Democrat primaries right now, uh, and this is going to be an odd comparison to some of you guys, but um, bear with me as I explain this. Right now, I see the Democrat primaries in the same way I see um, the iOS beta program for the, uh, you know, iPhones and the iPads, right? Every year or so, Apple, uh, for like the past two or three years, has released a public beta version of the upcoming iOS software, And there are people who and you know, if if you uh, choose to, you can enroll your device and download the latest uh, beta software of whatever operating system Apple is going to release, uh, you know, in the coming year. Now, the plus side of that is you kind of know what you're going to be getting. Um... You know in the future, you know of some features that you might be uh, getting, but the problem is in the early beta testing stages, nothing really turns out as expected to plan. And sometimes your phone crashes and, you know, sometimes there are other bugs. Apps don't work, uh, you know, because it's a beta and because you're working out the kinks. So, what does that have to do with politics? How is that comparison, you know, valid? Well, at this stage in the Democrat primaries, we know that eventually we're going to have a nominee who is going to face off against President Donald Trump, right? We know that Trump is... Running for re-election, that's all said and done. At this point in the Democrat primary race, I feel that there are too many candidates, or really too many bugs, for me to really, uh, if you know, if you will, there are too many bugs or too many candidates for me to really make an accurate statement as to I think would be facing off against Trump or who I think is going to be the demo, the Democrat nominee. And honestly, I think a lot of the candidates are, are the same. Uh, honestly. With the exception of a few individuals, and I'll get to that here in a sec. But for the most part, um, it seems like Liz Warren and... Um, Kamala Harris seem to be, you know, pretty toe and toe, and you know, Beto Rourke and Pete Booty Buttig- Booty Buttig- uh, Glug or I I can't ever I can't ever pronounce his name right, but uh, Booty Jej, I guess. Um, they all seem to be uh, different levels of the far left extreme right they're constantly trying to pander uh, you know to minorities and uh, you know they're, they're constantly bringing up the orange man bad you know scenario referring to Trump none of them are very original and so to me they're more or less all saying the same thing for the most part So, it's really hard for me to honestly distinguish between all of them when they do that. And so, there's not worth commenting, it's not really worth commenting on right now because all I hear from those folks are, are, um, you know, is intense left-wing speak. And it's not really worth me to dissect them individually at, at this point. Then we have Joe Biden who is the old guard establishment and let's, let's just be frank about Joe Biden. Um, I don't think he's going to go anywhere long term. I think he's he's running obviously because he's, uh, he was the Uh, You know, he's the former vice president of the United States. He, uh, you know, looking at him for the Democrats, it is kind of like looking at um, the nostalgia of Obama for the Democrats, right? So Biden has the nostalgia factor. And I mean, I, I, I get that. Again, obviously, I'm not supporting, you know, Biden. But I, I, get the nostalgia factor of the of the Obama administration. But honestly, I think even the Dems know that Biden's not going to go to go anywhere. You know, he's establishment. He's, um, you know, he's old guard. He's got his points, but I don't think the Dems really want him. To be the main nominee. As far as I can tell. Um. He is leading in some of the polls. But. That doesn't. That doesn't necessarily mean anything at this point. Um. If he does turn out to be the nominee. I think. Uh. You know. Then obviously. Or if it's like, like. He'll be the nominee. Once more of these. Uh you know, other nominees in the primary drop out, then I'll become more interested in, in Biden, obviously. But at this point, it's too early to tell if Biden's really going to be around for the long term to really comment on. So really the only candidate who I'm in, who even piques my curiosity in the Democrat primary... Is Tulsi Gabbard. Tulsi Gabbard interests me because, well, while Tulsi, Tulsi Gabbard is very social liberal and very economically liberal, which I don't agree with, obviously, being a conservative libertarian, uh, Tulsi also pisses off a lot of left wingers too. Uh, because she's not SJW, uh, enough, as the term goes. She's not, she's not pandering enough. A lot of far lefties are upset because she's gone on Tucker Carlson's, uh, program. She seems to be a little too friendly with, uh, you know, the evil right wing, uh, Nut jobs in air quotes for their liking. Um, you know she brings up a lot of things that conservatives are actually concerned about, like you know big tent tech uh, censorship. She's not completely clueless on the on you know the fact that we need border security either. It seems um, you know she has actual combat veterans experience, which you know, while a lot of conservatives aren't supporting her, a lot of conservatives don't mind her as much, and uh, neither do the Libertarians. And I I think the fact that conservatives and Libertarians are more amenable to at least listening to Tulsi is going to piss the far left and the Democrat establishment off. Um... You know, the so long story short with Tulsi, the fact that she's not a complete nut bar is actually a disadvantage for her in the primary. At least as far as the as the establishment dems go. Um, now with the Dem electorate I don't I don't know. I I'm a I'm hoping she'll be more successful, but it seems like the Dems are going to try and take her out in the same way that you know the Dem establishment took out Bernie in 2016. Uh, Bernie is another candidate who you know is running again, uh, but Bernie isn't really doing anything new this go round. We've seen his whole spiel before in um, 2016, and in the and in 2015, right? His speeches, really, in in his rhetoric, hasn't really changed at all. He's campaigning on the exact same thing as he did in 2016, and honestly, I just think people are bored with him, almost, Um, but, you know, at this point, he could also spring, spring up in the polls, too, as more and more people jump out, and that's kind of my point, it is still, I feel like it's, Way too early for me to really make any solid predictions about the uh, you know about the primaries or about or about the Democrat Party because right now the Democrat Party is also kind of having an internal struggle and an internal civil war, right? As I mentioned on Thursday's episode about Jeffrey Epstein and whatnot. I brought up the Clinton and how the Clintons probably are not responsible for Epstein's quote unquote suicide attempt. And I mentioned that the Clintons basically have no political capital anymore. They're done. The the Clinton Foundation, you know, is, is a no go at this point. And uh and uh, you know, Hillary is a twice failed presidential candidate and I don't think the Dems want her anymore. She's she's disliked even by a lot of her own party members. So I think the Clintons are, you know, are out as far as influence go. Obviously they may bring up the Clintons, you know, for appearance sake but I mean, the Clintons are kind of like the the the, the uh, Queen of England at this point. It's more of a ceremonial gesture for the Democrats to bring the Clintons out, and she's not going to run in 2020 either. I know people keep saying that she's going to make a surprise run in you know 2020 at the last minute for a rematch. I would honestly be shocked if that happens. Crazier things have happened, but it seems to me like, if, uh, you know, if a, if a Clinton Trump rematch were to happen, Trump would win again, because Hillary is just that despised and you know i think that i think that was the big takeaway take for a lot of people in 2016 i said this um, as well back in the uh, aftermath of the, of the 2016 election my ele- my vote, my vote for trump wasn't because i was a maga guy from the beginning It was because I knew that Hillary Clinton was going to be the nominee and I was going to vote for whoever wasn't Hillary as the Republican nominee. Although I think Trump probably, you know, was in fact the most viable candidate to beat Hillary Clinton in the election. And thank God he did. I honestly do think, right, this... This is another thing I was thinking of. You know, every election, people say that this election is the most important one of our lifetime. Honestly, I believe that that the 2016 election really was the most important of my lifetime. Probably even more so than 2020. Because Hillary needed to be stopped. She is, in my opinion, one of the most corrupt American politicians that we've had. That we've had in our lifetime, uh, objectively so. And I know that obviously the left is going to say, "Oh, well, that you know, that's Trump," but you know, the Clintons had scandal after scandal, you know and that the Clinton body count and they're just there're way too many things with uh you know Clinton with the Clintons they have way too many skeletons in their closet so she needed to be stopped and I'm glad that she was so the Clintons are not going to be making an appearance in uh 2020 at all as political you know candidates so like i said at this point it is way too early uh to tell who the nominee is in my in my opinion once we get a firmer gra- grasp on who the dem- Democrat nominee is then i will talk uh more about who about who the democrats are going to nominate I think that's the best course of action, honestly, is to kind of wait and see where the map where the roadmap goes. Um but as far as the uh as far as the Democrat primaries are concerned now, there's really not much else for me to say on it at the moment other than what I just said. I will of course obviously you know, be keeping an eye on things as far as the, you know, primary matter goes. But uh, you know, just hold your hold your horses a, a bit and uh you know, and I mean that in a respectful way. I will ha I will have stuff to write on the primaries soon, uh just not right now at the moment. Um you know, and I'll keep sending out tweets about the primaries and whatnot just kind of as things happen but there's really no point in me doing a, a you know a daily or a weekly podcast uh, regarding the primaries at this point so um, I hope you guys understand that and I hope I've answered some of the questions regarding the primaries at this point. Um. So that's that and like I said this this is going to be a, a real short podcast um so so I realized that this was kind of weird for a Sunday episode uh not really a full show again I kind of you know I apologize for that however um I do have announcements to make um this week, at some point, I am going to be doing a, a full show with uh, Davy Krakow. Da- Davy Krakow is a podcaster and YouTuber who's really been diving deep into the whole uh, Jeffrey Epstein thing. And so I'm going to be getting hi- hi- him on the uh, program. Sorry folks, I've got a dry mouth uh, as well. Um, tonight, so that's kind of why I'm you know swallowing a lot and uh, you know but I'm going to have Davy Crock on the program to talk about the uh Jeffrey epstein uh case a bit later this week. It could be as early as tomorrow it could be on thursday and um I do feel like the Epstein thing is going to play a part in the election somewhat. I just can't really predict how yet. That's kind of one of my theories, um, and I will ask Davey about that in his opinion. But you guys have been asking for a more in-depth, uh, you know, show on Jeffrey Epstein and that whole case, so I'm going to, to uh, you know, make that happen. And again, that could be as early as tomorrow, uh, Monday when we do that stream slash podcast. It could be on Thursday. Uh, I really don't know yet. But uh, anyway, folks, uh, I want to thank you all for uh, tuning into tonight's uh, podcast. However, uh, you know, boring it may have been for you guys. Hopefully, it wasn't too bad, though. And uh, just thank you for supporting the show. And, uh, as always, uh, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at ngc. You can follow me on Gab and Mines at Sam Whitfield, um, and keep it locked to the, uh, website at sandwichfield.com And as always, uh, if you like this podcast, wherever you're listening, uh, please write, comment, and subscribe. I really appreciate you guys uh, supporting the show and uh, giving feedback, even on these shorter podcasts. I really do appreciate it. Uh, Anyway, folks, I will talk to you uh, later this week on the uh, podcast. So from all of us here at NGC Studios, uh, have a good evening or a good day. God bless, and God save this great nation wherever you are. I'll talk to you later, folks, and uh, thanks for tuning in to the Whitfield Report.